The show's about to start. Are you ready? What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of still in first place, Cincinnati Reds, even though they've lost two in a row. Now, I'll do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 981 subscribers. That is awesome. And as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, because we're on Twitter now too. So if you're watching on any of those platforms, please do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel, Cincinnati Sports with Strawberry Ice, and please subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Now, you guys uh, in the market for rental properties, you know, a house, condo, apartment, check out my guys at T-Properties. They have their own website with all their available uh, uh, properties on there. Check them out, tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Now, over the weekend, it was reported by Fox 19's Jeremy Roush that a longtime assistant for Bob Huggins, who all of us Bearcat fans, most of us Bearcat fans know and love, uh, has recently interviewed. Now, he's either... Late Saturday night or early Saturday morning. Now, this is also backed up by a reporter from the Mountaineer Maven. Now, I know people are going to get on me because I'm I'm not saying I'm not a Nick Van Exel fan, but I've also been kind of not understanding why everybody's so enamored with Nick Van Exel. And, the, and I'm not against Nick Van Exel. They hired Nick Van Exel. I'm fine with it. I'll be great. I really like the idea of Eric Martin. He has ties throughout this program. Not only is he a member of the Final Four team, like I said, he's been one of Bob Huggins' assistant coaches pretty much the whole time he's been at West Virginia. And Eric, and people are like, well, he hasn't, you know, we're not got a head coaching job elsewhere. Well, he's been offered jobs elsewhere. He's just turned them down because from what I've, read and been told he's in line to take over for Huggins once Huggins retires, or if he gets a job, he wants to be it in Ohio, wants to be a coach in Ohio, and what better place than his alma mater. Now, like I said, I think this would be good. You get him, you get Van Exel on the bench, and you, you, you get the Bearcat defense back that everybody knows and loves, and I just, the thing is, they got to do it quickly. They have to do it. We can't wait around too long because of the time frame that we're in and because of the transfer portal. And these kids are starting to sign with other teams. Now, just let's go with the history of assistant coaches from the Bob Huggins den. They're all pretty good. We got Mick Cronin, who we all know, just took his team to the Final Four. He's 406 and 193. Frank Martin, 270 and 178. Brad Underwood. 
180 and 83. Uh, Jared Calhoun, I know he's 53 and 71, but he's working on getting better. Uh, Andy Kennedy, UAB, 288 and 176. So, again, this is why I think getting a assistant from Bob Huggins is a pretty good deal. And like I said, it ties it all together. It ties the Final Four team, all the OG Bearcats can come back and hopefully work with the young guys. And I know people are like, yeah, but he's not as big a name as Nick Van Exel. I'm sorry, people. Nick Van Exel is huge for Bearcat fans. Outside of Cincinnati and Bearcat fans, I don't think his name is that big. So, honestly, I think you have Nick Van Exel or you have Eric Martin, I think you're going to have the same results. Maybe better because Eric Martin has been on the recruiting trail. You know, he's already got ties to different places and stuff. So, he's been working the college circuit for a while. So, that's why I... And fully behind Eric Martin being the next uh, Bearcat coach. Hang on a second. I'm trying to get to the question. Josh, what's up? Eric Martin would be a good hire. Most college kids these days do not even know who Van Exel is. That's exactly what I was just saying. So how would that even work using him as a face? He was a great player at UC, but he's no Penny Hardaway hire. Exactly. And that's kind of what I've always been. I've been telling everybody, like, Crip, I love you. I mean, I know you're loyal to the show, and you are huge on getting Nick Van Exel. Like I said, again, I don't I don't get it. I mean, because if you think it's going to be the same effect as Penny Hardaway, it's not. Because I know Nick Van Exel beat him in college, but Penny Hardaway was a better NBA player than Van Exel was. I think Nick will even tell you that. So it's nothing against Nick Van Exel. It's more of the work that Eric Martin has put into this, you know, everybody wants, you know, we all want Huggins back. That's not going to happen, but this could be the second coming of it. We get the Bearcat defense back. Hopefully we get some shooters. And with the transfer portal, as many guys that are still out there, you could possibly put together a competitive ball club next year. One that goes to the tournament, I don't know. That's a long shot because everybody will be new except four guys. That is if those four guys stay. So, we will find out. Now, let's bring in my boy, Jeremy, the main man, Dean. What is up, my brother, on this beautiful Monday afternoon? Well... Uh, the Reds are 0-2 <laughs> here lately. They lost the first series to the Diamondbacks, and apparently we have a, a Diamondback fan on the show today. So, Oh, fun. Welcome. You beat us two out of three. You know, we'll see. Thanks. But it's a long season. I am concerned. I'm not going to say I'm panicking. Like I titled the show, is it time to panic? No, it's not time to panic. But I am concerned, and I said this when they went out west. They don't do good out West. They just don't. <laughs> Historically, time change or whatever it is, and San Francisco, thats it's not as bad as old you know Candlestick, but it's still – the weather's different out there. It's Wind's blown in, wind's blown out. It's cold. It, you know, who knows what you, you could get out there. And that game uh, tonight is at 940. Now, on top of that, they're coming off almost being no hit yesterday. <laughs> I mean – uh, they, he had a no-hitter through seven innings, and they lost seven to nothing. That I mean, it just – it wasn't great. But, like, like I said, it's – we weren't going to keep – we weren't going to go six and one the whole time. I mean, I, yeah, I'll, like I said, that's why I said enjoy the ride. Enjoy what we had because it's not going to last. I'm not saying this team is done by no means. Right. And, you know, you mentioned zero runs. Um, Uh-oh. I didn't get a watch. Jeremy, you still there? Hello? Hello? Are you there? You're frozen. Hey, you're back. What's up? Well, that's odd. I, yeah. right, it, 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 it was the internet probably telling me if you say what you're going to say next or booting your ass out of here. Right. Um, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, no, what I was saying is, um, you know, you, you mentioned <laughs> seven to nothing, man. Seven to nothing. And um, I didn't get to watch the last game, but. I was – you'll be able to answer this, and so will you guys out there. Uh, was Vado still uh, hitting third? Oh, yeah, he's still hitting third. 
So he's he, dude, guy, he's he's hitting line shots, dude. He just he hit is. them at people. He like is Josh. Josh, right here. He said Votto's hitting 162 with a 205 OBS, two walks, and zero extra base hits. But he's also crushing the ball. Exit velocity is 91.9 miles per hour. His best since at least 14. And currently better than Castellano, Senzel, Moose, Suarez, and Indy. So, I, I mean, I honestly, I think he's hitting a bad luck. I mean, he's hitting it, but he's hitting right at people. Like every, I mean, so I'm not, I'm still not worried about Joey Votto yet. I mean, I'm really not worried about the offense. I'm really not worried about anything yet. I, I just want to, I want to at least win some series here at West and come back home and still be in first place. Yeah. You know, I was just so excited with the start and how the lineup was the batting lineup, and then, you know, we we go out there and just master blast everybody. And then we make just a little change. And this ain't against Votto, dude. I, I love Votto. And, and when everybody went crazy over his contract, I didn't care, dude. Votto was the man. And, you know, it, but it is kind of – it kind of sticks in some – I've read a few idiot tweets, which I that means nothing. But right. – you know, it kind of makes you wonder if maybe we would have stuck with that batting order a couple more games just to kind of see how things happened. In well, he went, well, I mean, he, he went back to it Saturday and Sunday and they lost. <laughs> oh, he Fr- did. He was yeah, back. Fr- Friday nights when he switched it and they won that game. They won in extra innings, but then he went back to, to it Saturday and Sunday and they lost. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they can't, they can't keep hitting the cover off the ball like, like it is. Like Josh says here. About again about Votto, Votto he's always and that always a slow starter, always. I mean he's never, never yeah. got off to a good start at all. Yeah. Carl says we need Gray back. Yeah, Gray. Uh, as far as I know, he's going to miss one more start and then he should be back. So I, I he should be back on track. I don't. I haven't heard anything about Lorenzen. I'm not sure how close he is to coming back. But yeah, getting Gray back would would help. But like I said, I'm still there. Still isn't a whole lot to complain about I that you know that I can think of I mean yeah they they lost two in a row yeah they almost got no hit um I mean hell the guy had a perfect game for most of the game until uh I think Gino had a broken bat or no he had a, he, he hit somebody uh, like, or walked yeah. somebody I can't remember and then Gino got a broken bat uh single up the middle and that's how they broke up the no hitter but I mean it happens you know yeah yeah you know it, it is it is what it is and uh yeah career wise Votto is his worst worst month is April. Well, he's he's sticking to form. <laughs> right. Now what they what thing uh, this I agree with both these, Jared and Josh. Uh the bullpen has been shaky here lately, in the last two games. I don't know why. Um, because they were pitching lights out, you know, when we we're get off to our six and one start. Um, they can't be from Overused because I don't think uh, Bell has actually used them too much. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Be, I mean, because we've been up so much, most of the games we've played in, you know, it, it isn't like we need to bring out a reliever every, you know, every inning or every other inning. And even if we do bring out a, a few different guys, I mean, what are they going to throw? 20, 30 pitches, depending on the situation. So I, I think it, it, it's going to get better. It's baseball, man. You know, yeah, it's it, up, dude. It's the most up and down. Like it, you said, you, you, you fail more than you succeed in this game. Exactly. <laughs> so if you, if you look, we got off to a six and one start. Like I said, there, I don't, there isn't really much to complain. Yes, we lost two in a row. Oh, well, it happens. So, you know. I think yeah. I think we're we're gonna be all right. I think they have a, a good Lucas. And even I, Gino, I think got getting better at shortstop. I will say this. I don't know about how, how you guys feel out there watching the show, but I think Gino is actually starting to play. He's never gonna play Gold Glove shortstop. Okay, let's get that straight. He's never gonna do that. But I think he's getting better. Um, let's see, Jared. Even the six and one start, there's been spots where they have been spotty. Yeah, they have been. But again, I go back to the back of your baseball card. If you look at those, they're usually pretty good pitchers. Uh, also, why I was saying, I'll oh, take the Pirates series with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Josh, my thing was, 
with the Pirates is I didn't want to play down to them. That's my biggest thing. And, and to me, honestly, the D-backs, I think we did play down to them. I mean, because they're not that good of a team. I mean, at least they're not supposed to be. I'll put it that way. So I, I was – I'm happy with the way they played with the, played the Pirates. I didn't expect them to blow everybody out. Yeah. But you – when you lose seven to nothing – it's kind of you know okay we gotta we gotta get something going here. It's a little hard to wrap my brain around it when you dominate your first two series and then you go out to uh, Arizona and you don't do so good. And honestly, like I said, I chalk it up to playing out west. They don't play good out west. They just they never have. That is so truthful, and. You can back it up with stats. You can back it up with paper. It's all right there, man. And for people to uh, start freaking out already, you know, it's like you played high school baseball just like I did, man. It, mm-hmm. you, 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 could, you could rip the ball from third base, throw the guy out at second, and just be, be one of the best players on the team. But if there's a technique that you've got to learn, if there's a when you're batting, if your elbow is too low, or too, there's so much stuff that goes into this that you're just not going to get right every damn time. You know, I mean, it's not it's not like they're 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 playing terrible. I mean, let's get no. it straight here. India's India, the Red Sparrow is still batting 379, 379. Nyquin has five home runs. Moose, his OB, OBS is 472. Slugging percentage for Nyquin is uh, 806. Castiano Sweet. has 12 hits. Uh, Nyquin's o- OPS is Jesus. <laughs> his yeah, OPS, o- o- Moose's OBS, mm-hmm. and this is OPS is 1,195. So I mean, we're it's not like we're not hitting. I mean, we're hitting, and our offense is still doing good. We just had two bad games, and I, I like I said, I wish the game wasn't at 940. That's another reason I hate when they play out there because I. I will be listening to it while I'm trying to sleep because I got to be at work at three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning. No doubt. But I, you know, I, I wish I, I hate them out there because I it's so so hard to to watch them. But yeah, Jared, yeah, that play in the hole was that to be right there. I'm like, that's a shortstop play, and he's going to start making more of those because he's he's going to be getting more comfortable. And also, I think once he gets comfortable, talking about Gino, when, yeah. once he gets comfortable at shortstop. I think his batting is going to come back around too. So, you know, and the thing is, I'm not so sure I liked it that he came out and said, I'm going to hit 50 home runs this year because two years ago when he hit 49, he didn't say that. So he, I think he's also putting a lot of pressure on himself to take over the shortstop spot. Plus they had him hitting fourth for a long time. So all that together, I think Gino just needs to relax and just go play baseball and don't worry about, Hitting 50 homers or anything like just go out and swing, just like the Reds have been doing for most of the season. You know what? And not to change the subject, we'll stay on the Reds here, guys, as long as you want to stay on them. But I just want to change it just for a quick second. You can flip it over to the NFL and you can look at Chad Johnson. I'm gonna I'm gonna have 150 receptions this year. I'm gonna have 25 touchdowns. I'm gonna and when you do that, and if you notice the year with Chad Johnson when he did that, and then he had his little chalkboard, he was yeah, yeah, and he was really getting beat by most of the guys that he was not, you know, knocking out of there. Yeah, the Pepto Bismol game with the Browns where they smoked his ass. <laughs> exactly, and it's just not something else you need in your head when you're concentrating on a 99 mile an hour fastball coming at you, or if you're in the infield and you're concentrating on a 90 mile an hour fastball that hit the ground that's coming at your face that quick and you've got to be able to turn throw the ball and get them out i mean you don't need anything extra in your head uh during during a game and and I, i'm not saying that's happening i think we're going to still win a ton of games i think we're going to be good at the all-star break i think we're going to playoffs again yeah, I still think we're going to play. I mean, I, look, I got the, the shirt, the bat flipping, showboating, son of a gun. So, I mean, I like all the trash talking. I mean, I really do, especially when you can back it up. But when you're having a hard time backing it up, that's when I kind of like, yeah, maybe you should you know, back off a little bit. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I know a lot of people are irritated with Garrett and all the talking he's done. 
And honestly, he hasn't pitched all that great. You know, I mean, he's got the job done, but it hasn't, you know, been uh, anywhere close to what he was doing in spring training. And again, I told everybody, like, look, if I don't care if they talk, if they talk and they can back it up, that's fine with me. I, you know, but if they talk and it's putting too much pressure on them or whatever, then it's serious. Because the thing is, what, what Nick Cassianos is doing, I don't think his is actually trash talking. What he's doing is just celebrating, you know, him bat flipping and celebrating and going, yeah, let's go. And all. That's, that's just emotion. That's not even, I didn't call that trash talking because no. he's not thinking about it. He, it's not a preset thing. He does. He just reacts. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's not a, um, a full week of training on what you're going to do in the end zone or what you're going to do at home base or how you're going to act when you run the bases uh, you can use that on any sport, and um, I don't believe he was doing that at all. I just all think right, he right. was excited, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, Landon uh, wants to know about Shogo. Shogo, honestly, I don't think they're planning on him coming back until about the middle of May, as from what I have read. And honestly, that's – I mean, I, I really like Shogo, but right now we don't need him. <laughs> so he can get nice and healthy down there in Louisville and because – all right, let's just say this Shogo comes up. Who are you getting rid of? I mean, probably uh, the Punisher, I guess. And then he's out of options. So you're not getting rid of Nyquil, and you're not getting rid of of, of Senzel or Cablastos or uh, DeWink. You're not getting rid of those guys. So you got four of them that are, that are going to play as much as they can, and then you add Shogo to that. So I'm not that worried about Shogo. I mean, I think it's a good problem to have once he comes back, but it kind of concerns me is what they're going to do with him, yeah, and how they're going to handle it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry's like, yeah, everybody's got the job done with ten plus plus run leads. You're right. I mean, I, I, I can't argue that. I mean, yes, he's he's. What well, the thing is too. One thing I'll, I'll I this is and I'm kind of defending Armin. Relief pitchers, it, they're. It, and it, it's a mental thing. It's and, and when you are mentally prepared to be the closer and you're mentally prepared to come in with a one or two run lead, and, and, and it's not just him. I've heard this my whole life. It is hard for them to come in and get amped up, get mentally focused when you're beating a team by 10 runs. So that's one thing I'll, I'll give Armin on because, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing to do. And again, I've never been a relief pitcher in Major League Baseball. I've never thrown the ball 90 miles an hour. If I did, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so I don't know. But I'm just going by what uh, – just by, watch being a baseball fan for almost 46 years, which which uh, I'll be 46 this Wednesday. I can't believe that. But anyway, for almost 46 years so, – and that's what they say a lot, that, you know, closures, you have to have that mentality to come in and that energy and everything. I mean, the greatest closer uh, – of our lifetime, um, and I cannot th- I'm trying. I can't think of his name now. The the uh, Yankees closer for all, all those years, Mariano Rivera. Thank you, Mariano Rivera. He didn't know didn't always get everybody out, and but so I mean, it happens. It you know you win some, you lose some, and I'm not. If, if Armin keeps doing this, then yes, I'll get more concerned about it. And if yeah. the Dolphins keep doing this, yes, I'll get more concerned about it. But we'll see. Uh, there's Josh said there's a possibility. There will be possible, possibly be injuries, so it's a good problem to have Shogo in our back pocket. Exactly. Wish he would get more opportunities dating back to last season. I, yes, I I think David Bell did a complete injustice to Shogo last year. And, uh, yeah, back to the birthday wish, but it's not till Wednesday. But thanks, Landon. This is this is Jeffy's birthday week is what I've been calling it. <laughs> yeah. But that's not till Wednesday. There, Hey, guys, there may be – for everybody watching, there may be just a little surprise or just just a little birthday party for Jeff. Y'all might want to check us out Wednesday night. That's all I'm saying. What? Do you, do you oh, have and, and, and Jeff don't know. I, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure how you're going to do that when I control the show, Jeremy. Oh, I can, I can do it from here, buddy. Don't oh, you God. worry. You're in Alabama. You can't do anything. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, Jared. Love our mean. Don't. Uh, compare Armin to Rivera. I wasn't comparing him. I just said that uh, <laughs> Rivera had problems too. I did not. Uh, I was not comparing him. I'm just saying that. Mario <laughs> Rivera is a Hall of Fame 
relief pitcher. I'm not comparing them. So, anyway, all right, let's get into this. I, I happened. It's come up a couple times in the chat about the newest member of the Bengals. But first, let me get to this. Where's that? Uh, nope, not that one. There it is. Nope. There it is. You guys are watching Sports with Strawberry Ice. If you don't mind, please subscribe to the channel. If you're watching it on Facebook or Twitter, go to the YouTube channel. All you got to do is go to YouTube. You type in Sports with. I swear it'll pop up. It's like the third one down. It'll pop up, and you go there, and you subscribe to the channel. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and me. And silly boy Jeremy Dean do some silly TikToks every now and again. Every now. now. Every now and again. Now let's get in to this. Is this it? Nope, not that one. Or there it is. Uh, the Bengals have picked up former Washington tight end and from LSU, Thaddeus Moss. Now, some people are excited Way more excited than they should to see these two teamed up again. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I think they should have did this last year. <coughs> Thaddeus has went undrafted. He has not been able to stay on any football team, professional football team he's been on. So I don't know where you're at, Jerry, but I don't Jeremy, I don't think it's a bad move, but I don't think it's an oh my god move. We got Thaddeus now. Now, if they can come anywhere close to doing what they did at LSU. Ooh, sign me up all day long. I'll take it. But I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's worth a shot. I don't know how you feel about it, Jeremy. Well, you know what? I I, I, I don't know if there was a Bengal fan out there that didn't think that eventually, after he had been let go so many times, that he wouldn't end up in Cincinnati with Burrow. But – I just want to remind everybody those first four games. Uh, if if CJ wouldn't have went down, I'm telling you, he would have had a great year. Sample took over everything, and he had a good year, even though he he can learn how to catch a ball a little better in the air and that kind of deal. But keep it keep it high and not bring it down. It would, like that that touchdown he would have had against what the Jags. What I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And from what I've heard about Thaddeus Moss, and I'm not hating on Thaddeus Moss. Uh, Burrow can make anybody good, but you know his speed's not exactly where it should be. Um, th- there's there's some guys, and you know how guy you, these these reporters. You know, the length of their arms, how many times they can bench, uh, how many reps they can do. But the fact of the matter is this, man. We bring him to Cincinnati, put him on the practice squad, sample goes down, He's there's a good chance he's starting. Or we wouldn't have took him. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean there, there, there's a chance that he could, he could make, uh, make the team or at least be on the practice squad. The other thing I keep throwing out there, as I think a good option for a backup tight end is uh, uh, Tyler Eifert. I mean, I, huh? I, I, I'm not saying start him or anything like that, but as your third string tight end, I think he would be great, you know, yep. as, as, as a backup to try to see what's going on. What's up, Dallas? Hey, Dallas. Sorry I didn't get with you before, bro. Well, well after the show, I, I didn't get to read none of it. But anyway. So, hey, boys, told you we were getting – a tight end because everyone knows how injury prone Uzama is. Okay. Uzama got yeah. injured. He got injured. Okay. But there has, there are probably just about, about as many players in the Hall of Fame that have been injured in their career than not. So, you know, anytime you can get hurt, any player, but I can see him. I mean, just his size, his length. If he, like I said, Dallas, if he can stay healthy, you're looking at number one, you're looking at sample two, and you're looking at Moss maybe practice squad. One of them goes down, Moss comes up. You never yeah, know. I'm but, just saying, if we can get anywhere close to what these, if we, if we, if we draft Chase, which I, like I've said many times on here, I hope they do. Right. If we can get anywhere close to a Chase, and Burrow and Moss did at LSU, and they, they were close to that in the NFL. 
<laughs> We're going to the playoffs, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they destroyed people in the SEC. So if you can have any shot at all of bringing that Cincinnati, I am all for it. You know, I, I it's worth a shot. I said it last year to try to go get Thaddeus, and I don't know why they didn't. I, hell, I even wanted them to draft them, to be honest. I was thinking drafted them. But, I, I, you know, I think it's a really good pickup, and it, it's not going to hurt anything. I mean, okay, what's the worst thing to happen? He's on practice practice squad or we cut him. Oh, well. So what? No. <laughs> you know? And – he, you know, you noticed, or you had mentioned, he's been with, you know, a few other teams. M- maybe against NFL talent, you know, he just doesn't have what it takes. But guess what? You put him in the right situation, the right quarterback, the right coaches, and you may see him and Uzama playing. You may see him and Sample playing if, if Uzama can't make it back. But from what I'm hearing, Uzama is uh, – Uzama, I should say. Uzama. Yeah, he's he. It sounds to me like he's just about ready to come back and rock and roll. And if it has anything to do with those first four games, I'll take that. If his name was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> well, I think I think all the injured injured Bengals are going to be ready to go by game one. I, I think I think Uzama, uh, DJ Reader, Joe freaking Burrow. Mixon, all these guys are going to be ready to go game one. I think they'll be chomping at the bit to go. So I, it's I. It's funny, like before the Reds season started, I'm like, man, I can't wait to get the football. I still can't wait to get the football. But the way the Reds are playing, I, it's it helps <laughs> that we yeah. at least got something to root, root for. You know, yeah. Dallas coming back at you here. Okay. He was injured all last year, which is why he was released. Talk about Thaddeus, I guess. Yeah. Yes, and so I, I, I thought he might have. I, I, just I, got, I think he just got cut. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, so. yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, it, that's that's another thing. Um, really, the toughest thing for the Bengals this year is going to be our defensive backfield learning each other's names. <laughs> because, right. <laughs> we got so many new ones. We got Trey Waynes, and he hasn't played a snap, so I don't know if he's met anybody. And now we got all <laughs> these new guys. Hey, uh, how you guys doing? Yeah, you guys, here. I mean, <laughs> Brown, send him out to a bar for, you know, or send him on a weekend to Vegas, man. Let, let, let them get to know each other. Exactly, exactly. Now, this is uh, an interesting tweet I found uh, from Mike Clay. He said, if you're wondering why the Bengals, who have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, would consider drafting a wide receiver at pick five, keep that in mind that they had a third wide receiver on the field 82% of, the, of their offensive plays in 2020, and that is the second highest in the NFL. And like I've said, and somebody told me we should make a, a T-shirt out of this, if you have Boyd and Higgins and Chase, oh my, you can – and Moss to that too, maybe if he's if he could come anywhere close to what he did. But I, dude, it's it's exciting to me. Uh, the the what could happen, you know. I'm I, I'm I'm not trying to be scared about you know people like like you said people football. It's football. People get injured, you know. So I'm not trying to be scared in the draft. And I say you go for it and you take Chase. And that's my. Why I keep saying that? Now, I'm not going to be upset if they take Sewell. I've said this a million times. They take Sewell, fine. I'm not going to be mad either way. Because to me, your first and second round pick, it's going to be vice versa. Either you're taking an offensive line first and a wide receiver in the second round or a wide receiver first and offensive line in the second round. It, those are the two picks that they're, it just depends on which way they're going to go. So, I mean, I think it's going to be Chase. I know a lot of people say Pitts, but I'm going with my boy uh, Malik Wright, who says that the Bengals are not going to draft uh, – Pits, yep. and I just I, I could see I, another reason I could see the Bengals taking Chase, and because they got Moss now, they are more and more and more trying to to get more of the LSU offense uh, into theirs. Because uh, if you guys watched the Civil War, I, I told how t- Tony Pike was talking about how the uh, LSU offense spread them out when Burrow was a quarterback. That's what they're trying to do. I think that's what the Bengals are trying to do, and that's why another reason I think they wouldn't get Thaddeus Moss because, well, we only have two tight ends that I know of on the roster. Do you know of another one, Jeremy? 
or two uh, that I, I know of offhand. Uh, no, uh, I don't think we do have any. I was thinking of that long-haired kid who kind of played halfback and tight. Oh, yeah. End, yeah, I remember that guy. I was like, he had the long blonde hair. I'm looking like, who the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it looked like Joe Dirt out there playing for the <laughs> Right. <laughs> Oh, are you on the phone? No, I I lost oh. the whole show. Oh, are you, you still hear me? You see yeah, me? yeah. Oh, I can't see nothing right now. <laughs> oh well. Um... I have a new computer, and somebody just Facetimed. Somebody just Facetimed me, and I lost the whole show. <laughs> Could somebody come down and help me? Because <laughs> I don't know where it's at right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Jeremy D show. So, uh, Jerry, if you can see the comments, man, you can you can yeah, I got yeah, I get I get Dallas well, comment here, man. I, I will uh, I'll tag in um, Dallas. We just need that one explosive player on offense to give us that spark, and I think Chase could bring it, which will bring the fire to the other players. So, you know what, Dallas? I mean. I got to agree with you there, man. I mean, once once you've got a setup like that at wide receiver, man, dude, I don't know how much you can ask for other than keeping your quarterback safe. So that's why I agree with Jeff. Okay. If we do take Stool, I'm not going to be upset because we've got to keep him healthy and upright. But you're right. You bring in somebody like that, that'll get your team excited. That'll get them playing. That's for sure. All right. I'm back. <laughs> I got we got a FaceTime. Like I said, I got I got a new computer here, a new setup. So, so things are, are happening that I'm like, what the heck? And all of a sudden, the show went away. I'm like, uh, well, I was I could hear you, so I knew I was still on. Yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't I couldn't see anything. So anyway, all right, let's see here. I asked about a third tight end. Uh, it said, is Carter still on the roster? He was uh third tight end. Ah, I don't know. But to be honest, I, I wish I did. But I don't know. I'm not sure yeah. if if he's on there or not. That 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 was a good one though, because you know he has been around for a little while, practice squad every now and again, playing in a game. But yeah, I, I would say that would be about the only one for sure. Hey, Josh, what's going on, brother? How hey, you doing? Man? I'm doing good. Oh, we're just doing a YouTube show that I, I thought I got knocked off again, <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah, at least it's on Facebook today, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I actually clicked the Facebook thing, so hopefully it's on there. And I'm on Twitter today too, so we're, we're all over the place. But yeah. So I know you got a couple of thoughts on uh, Joey Votto and Bengals and Slutter yeah, Rip there, Josh. With, what do you uh, think? You, I, I know you guys were talking Bengals. I missed the last couple minutes, but I know you were on the Thaddeus Moss stuff. Is that where you guys were at? Still? Yeah. 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 We we're still talking about that. Yeah. Uh, like to me, like. If you go down like the pros and cons, there's like a lot more pros to it than cons. Uh, as far as like the potential upside, um, when you think about like um, you know the obviously the previous chemistry, um, he's still a young guy. Um, he's 22 years old, um, and then you just look at like the intangibles. Like I don't know, it, it just doesn't hurt. Like if if he doesn't work out, yeah, I don't think it's a, down yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea bad to, to to try it i mean because it, like i said if you can come anywhere close to what he him and joe had at lsu sign me up i'm all for it i mean i don't think he's going to come here and be our number one starting tight end or anything i mean right. most likely and, he's and, probably gonna be a, a practice squad guy but you know who knows exactly if it doesn't work out he's either practice squad or we just wave him as well and like that doesn't really cost you a lot to like bring in those guys so it's not like we're right, signing exactly. now, did, seven million a year like Bobby is, Hart. Exactly. Uh, did Thaddeus? Did he leave school early? I, I, uh, I have a yeah. feeling. I think he did. Yeah, he did. Or was he a senior? Well, okay, he did um, leave early. He technically, okay. he technically played only two college seasons, even though they were spaced apart. Okay. Okay. So he—he—that's the thing too. Is he? I think in hindsight should have stayed in school. Was what you know from what's happened here. So you can look at this one because actually, this is, I'm not going to take uh, claim on this. Tommy was telling us this earlier that he could you know be a slow developer you know because he probably should still be in college playing so if yeah. you can maybe 
if he he's caught if his everything's caught up and he can actually develop into something, the Bengals might have something. You never know. Yeah, and you know, I've been, I remember seeing stuff when he was coming out. Uh, people docking him for his lack of size and uh, lack of speed. Um, right. But the way I was looking at it, and I mean. I, I I can understand from the idea of like he has he's a little under in, in height like he I think from what I saw he was listed as six three so let's just say that's exaggeration and he's six two so that's a right. little small for a tight end but uh, it, it was also saying he's listed at two hundred forty nine pounds so that's like he's not slight mm-hmm. um, and then they you know on top of that they said he was uh, slow but he, if he's listed as a tight end he I think at his pro day ran a four four eight, and uh, that's not that's exactly not slow <laughs> for a two hundred and fifty no. pound tight end. No, not at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, like I, I said, I, I yeah, I, I was actually wanting the Bengals to draft him. So go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, I, I, I was just uh, agreeing with Josh. I mean, at the end of the day, and you, Jeff. I mean, um, there's absolutely nothing that is going to hurt us by bringing him in, putting him through a workout, throwing him out there with the team, see how he blocks against NFL players instead of college players, um, which I'm sure a lot of other teams have already done and maybe they weren't happy with it. But in our scheme in Cincinnati, uh, we do a lot of movement. I mean, you never know. He, He could end up playing in a few games or just like Jeff or Josh said he could end up on the practice squad like we were talking about earlier and then we can just let him go and we're not really losing anything at all other than a chance to have maybe a good player look at Tom Brady I mean nobody thought he'd ever be anything so not a good comparison but you get where I'm going yeah (laughs) and speaking of Tom Brady Tom Brady got himself a new uh a new teammate today one of one of our all, all of our favorite players, the Giovanni mm-hmm. Bernard, signed with the Buccaneers today. So good for him. That's actually where I kind of thought he might end up. To be honest, I thought that was a, a good spot for him. Now it's going to kill me if they actually use him right, and he actually has a really good year. But I'd be happy for him, but I'll also be like, see, this is what I've been talking about for years. We we never used him right. I'm like ah, but that's that's the other Bengals, Bengals news today. Perfect fit. I, I think he's going to do great there. Yeah, I do it's, it's, a, it's a perfect fit because they need a complimentary back, and he is a great pass blocker and a great pass catcher. He's going to be James White for them in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know how uh, they 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 talk about these graphs on um, who watches this television show, uh, people from 18 to 35. Well, now when you watch – the Buccaneers, you can watch players that are anywhere from 29 to 45. So <laughs> they've got a they've got a definitely veteran team. And if they can keep it up, you never know. I personally don't see them keeping up what they did last year, even with Geo. But if they do, God bless them because, my Lord, Gronkowski, he's up there. I mean, there's a ton of players on that team that shouldn't be winning Super Bowls right now. But hey, more more love to them, man. Yeah, they actually signed every single one of their all, all their starters are coming back too. I think that's the first time in who knows how long. I know. Probably in free agent era that all the starters are coming back. So true, true enough. All right, Dallas. <clears throat> hey, Gio with the goat Tom Brady. He actually going to have the career he's looking for and be used right. That's I. I got a feeling that's going to happen. Now, this is this is a funny one. I think I just got to put this up there. Carl says we should fire Zach and hire LSU's head coach. The problem with that is none of us would ever be able to understand what he says. Because yep. if you've ever heard the LSU coach, God love him. He's awesome. Yep. Hey, I was down there talking like this, down there in LSU. Go Tigers. That's yep. all I ever – I can, all thing I can understand he says is go Tigers at the end. That's it. <laughs> so, that is I, it. <laughs> and you know what? I, but uh, and, and not to change off that, but going back to Geo – you know, when I think about Geo, I, I kind of think of like an Edelman type guy. I think they might use him a little bit in the slot, even. And uh, you know, he likes those quick, 
quick outs, uh, five, seven yarders. And Gio's the type of guy that can go out and run a little route like that. He's got good hands and, and maybe even turn it into something. So, you know, even though he he's not got the, the weight. Well, actually, probably he's got the weight, too, to, to, to yeah. even kind of be a – uh, inside um, wide receiver. So I, I think he could end up like an Edelman type or what was the other Wes Welker type deal, you know, use him you know, everywhere. And Hogan. Yeah. yeah just yeah. everywhere. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get like 60, 70 catches. It really wouldn't. No. Like if they it would not surprise me at all either. Right on. Tom Brady uses his dump off passes and running backs. Like that's yeah. geo. <laughs> He's that's, yep. Well, I, I've said that last year, the year before that, uh, the dump off passes, the bubble screens. I mean, that's that's Geo, and and yeah, and he did. I mean, I, he did impress me. He when he did get a chance to run, he did a better job than I thought he would when he'd run up the middle. I mean, he he did do a be, a, a, a pretty good job. But we had somebody. I'll never forget this comment. Uh, me and Jeremy during the season, somebody said, "Well, hell, we should just get rid of Joe Mixon and let Geo <laughs> be our number one." Running back, and I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. I love Geo, but no, Joe Mixon is 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 the man. And the that's no joke. Joe Mixon was when they decided that Giovanni Bernard was not the future of, of the starting halfback position. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the right, like I said, the right in the wall for me was when they re signed Piron. When they re signed him, that's when I, I I thought that they might get rid of of Geo. I thought it might be, um. Or earlier in this, so they'd use some of the money, right? Yeah, well, and, then, and then you saw we saw a little flash of Travion Williams, which he needs to stay healthy. But I mean, he looks like he can be a good backup too. He's yes, young as well. Yes, Crown says you do an excellent job on Hootay Nation, there, Josh. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah jo Josh works really hard on Hootay Nation, and uh, nope. But 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 as much as uh, Jennifer posts on there, I, I think people think it might be her group. <laughs> <laughs> Got a it, is, it is her group. She runs it. <laughs> she is the queen of Hootay Nation. She's awesome. Right. I, oh, yeah. Actually, I want to give a little shout out to Jen because she doesn't have to do this. And I appreciate her doing this all the time. But she made a little graphic and shout out to try to get everybody on Hootay Nation to come watch the show and hopefully subscribe. So, Jen, as always, I appreciate you. Everything that you you do for Hootay Nation, you're a great Bengals fan and stuff you do for me and my show. It's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's without us. It's without ever even asking for it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes it so uh, special. I mean, you know, you can do anything for anybody, but when you just do it because you want to, that she's got a good heart. Hey, you, you guys got good thing going over there. Hey, that's what she she uh, brings in that entire idea of like the Houday Nation is a family. You know, it's just it's one big family. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Even though you're down there in nice sunny Florida, and, uh, you, you don't even have that much of a tan. Do you, you, you no, get out I'm much? I'm actually pretty pale. I work too much. <laughs> I can't talk. I, I don't. I don't tan. I just get red. That's why my face always yeah. looks like I this. I can tan. I just. I just don't take the time for it. <laughs> hey, I live in Alabama. Look at these arms. Exactly. <laughs> paste it. Paste it. Paste it. Paste it. <laughs> no time. So, so they got you on here, uh, Josh. Um, you're making some comments about Joey Votto. Let's get back into a little bit of that yeah. conversation. Sure. And I, I, I like to to the 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 post you had earlier about his uh, his on base percentage and, and his batting average and everything. And yeah. he is his historically a slow starter. And I know people people aren't bagging on him as much as I thought they would. But I know it's going to get louder and louder here if he doesn't get it going. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I can see it a little concerning if you want to look at the walks. But we obviously know that watching him this year, he's much more aggressive at the plate. Um, and I thought it was pretty standout um, that his average exit velocity is the highest it's been in seven years. Right. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean – I mean, that tells you that, like, he's crushing the ball. It's just going to clubs. Right. So, um, I mean, I think that's just kind of a matter of time. You know what I mean? Like, baseball is a game of rhythm, and, and, and there's a lot of luck involved. And so – Well, the thing is, and, those, and those, he's, he, he's completely doing a whole new batting stance. So, it's going to take a little while for it to 
to come because he's it's completely different the way he's done the last couple of years. He's standing straight up and he's he's swinging. He, I mean, I have not seen him one time do that stupid check swing that yeah. we all can't stand. I feel like if I remember right, uh, his stance was more straight up earlier in his career when he was like real young. Um, and he got more crouched as the years went on. But uh, you might as well, I, I almost want to give Joey Votto the nickname the Mad Scientist. <laughs> yeah. That's why him and him and David Bell get along Bell. so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love, Joey's my favorite Reds player ever, but like, uh, I think his own mind's gotten in his, in his way the past few years with like uh, overthinking things and what he does, yeah. and and find try, he, where he's trying to find ways to get better. He's uh, hurting the things that were making him good in the first place. Well, one thing he said, uh, I can't remember. Larkin said this or Chris Welch said this when they're talking about Joey Votto. Actually, it might have been John Sadak. It might have been him. I don't know. Well, anyway, one of the TV broadcasters said this, that Votto has consciously said, I can't do what I used to do. So he says, I got to be able to give up something. And if I want to do damage, like that's what he has said, he wants to do damage to the baseball this year. Yeah. You know, he he can't walk as much as he did. He's got to swing at, at balls that normally he wouldn't have swung at. And he didn't get his first walk until well, that's it was this weekend or this, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was here recently. So I mean, it, that's a long time for Joey Votto not to walk. So I mean, he, and, uh, like you said, he, he when he's hitting the ball, he's drilling it. It's just going to people. So it's it's all this is going to even out. Just like the Reds' offense, it wasn't going to be that that good the entire season. Right now, it's kind of hit a, a bump, but it's going to go back out, and it's going to be, you know, somewhere in the middle. We're not going to go get, you know, our asses kicked 7 nothing every day, but we're not going to beat somebody 14 to nothing or whatever right. every day gets pirates. So it's all going to balance out eventually because it's a 162-game season. we got a long ways to go. We're still in first place, which is great. And still got so, Sonny Gray coming back. Working yeah, we back. still got Sonny Gray coming back. we got Michael Lorenzen coming back eventually. we got Shogo coming back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we got guys – and really good players that we haven't even used yet, and we're right. in first place. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there's like I said, there's not a whole lot I think you can complain about the Reds. I, I am, I am concerned about the bullpen. I am concerned the way they they have pitched here recently because I thought they would do a lot better. But it's also, I go back to again what Chris Welch said. It's you got to look at the back of their baseball cards, and most of these guys have been very good relief pitchers in their career. So again, I'm not worried about it yet. If it keeps happening, then we'll see. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, like, you know, I keep saying too, it's, it's a long season. So like if I, I don't look into the Amir Garrett struggles too much, cause he was, he got like all 13 batters he faced in spring training out. <laughs> he struck um, them out. <laughs> he yeah. struck all of them out. <laughs> and, and, you know, like I get it. Spring training. It's a little different atmosphere. There's a little different talent, but, He's again back to the baseball card. He's proven that like he's gonna come around. He's gonna have a you know a week where he has three scoreless appearances. You know it's that's baseball. Exactly, exactly. So I the, but one thing I I can't stand is the game's not till nine forty night. I hate that. Yeah, actually, I want to watch it with my work schedule. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay that's, with it. Yeah, that works out perfect perfect for you. I'm the exact opposite. I gotta go to bed so I can be at work. At, yeah, I mean, by, actually, by the time I get up, they might still be playing. Who knows? So they go <laughs> the extra innings, I can, I can watch some of it. Or, I mean, yeah. listen to it. But we'll see. All right, guys. Well, it's about 6, uh, 6.30. It's 6.23. I think we're going to roll on out of here. But, Josh, I appreciate you as always jumping on. And uh, yeah. uh, for all of you Bengal fans out there, this is Josh. He's the admin of Hootay Nation, a great Bengals group. So they let me live share on there all the time. I appreciate those guys. I appreciate what you and Tommy have done for my page and everything else. So go check them out. Hootay Nation, one of the best Bengals groups around. Thanks, man. Uh, and vice versa. You know, you, you, you guys' product and show only makes our group better. So we appreciate, appreciate you. you, brother. We appreciate you, Josh. I appreciate you appreciating us, appreciating all this appreciation. We appreciate <laughs> all the appreciation and yours too. <laughs> go Reds and Hootay. Hootay. There you go, Josh. Right. Exactly. All right, let's uh, get into the Facebook groups that let me live stream. Like I said, I already gave a shout-out there to 
Crew Day Nation. Yep. We also have got Cincinnati Reds rounding third, heading for home. Another great Reds group that lets me live stream on there. I appreciate them. Uh, Bearcat Country, hopefully here soon. We will be finding out an announcement of who is the next uh, head coach for the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Like I said, at this point, I'm really hoping it's Eric Martin. Um, I just like I like it because it brings the past Bearcats, the Final Four team, the great teams we had in the, in the early 90s, um, and just that Huggins assistants have been really good college basketball coaches. So I think that would be a very good thing for the Reds to get him. But check – or Reds, Bearcats to get him. But check out Bearcat Country. Uh, I got uh, – for all you Buckeye, Buckeye fans out there, meaning that crazy dude over there, you got the Ohio State Bucknuts. Then you got the Ice Bar, which is a show page that uh, – it's just a fun virtual bar. That's what I call it. We go up to the bar, have fun, do some silly memes, silly TikToks. You guys can post a lot of silly stuff on there if you want and just have fun. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms. Facebook, I'm at 966 likes. Followers, I have 1,047 of you following that page. I appreciate that. That is awesome. On the YouTube, I've only got, well, not only, but I've got 981 uh, uh, subscribers there. If I can get the 1,047 of you that aren't on the YouTube, please go to the YouTube and subscribe. That would be great. I'm also on Twitter. I have 336 followers there. Like I said, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, and I already talked about uh, YouTube. I'll be pulling off the sound later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. Uh, check it out. It's on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like, rate, and review. And other than that, Jeremy D, you help us roll on out of here. I sure will, man. I got a couple quick notes. want to uh, congratulate a – Actually, a couple Buckeyes. I mentioned them yesterday, but uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Black Stripe, gone. Jack Sawyer, pass rusher, who is a lot like Bosa. Black Stripe, gone. And four-star recruit, Travion Henderson, running back. He lost his stripe today, and he could be a big factor in – this year, especially next year's um, season. So proud of those guys. Great job for the Buckeyes. We'll have more Buckeye stuff to talk about as well, we had. Uh, we didn't touch on the Masters, man. They they had the uh, first Japanese-born player win the Masters. That was pretty cool. Yes, uh, Hideki Matsui, uh, Matsuyama. 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 Can you believe I? Um, it, it, yeah, you know the Masters didn't really hold up for me very well. You know you. Uh, we had we've got all these big American stars and John. I think for Spieth, Spieth sucked. Spieth, <laughs> uh, he's he won one last last week and he hadn't won nothing for like three years before. Justin Thomas played horrible. Uh, Dustin Johnson didn't even make the cut. Phil played. It, it was just it, it just didn't feel the same. So anyway, um. I was thinking there. Oh, I also want to thank uh, Bengals Nation and Cincinnati Bengals Jungle, I believe. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not saying that right, but um, they're a new one that's got us up at the top as well. Yeah. So and, and not, nothing against any of the groups. We have so many groups that are letting us live stream, and we are not trying to slight any of you guys. No. I, I gave it to a lot of the Hootay Nation because they were one of the original ones to help me. So, exactly. Yeah. So no, and, nothing against anybody, anybody's group or anything like that. I appreciate all of you guys that let us put it on there. And you know, if Bearcat I, Country, all, Bearcat Den, Bearcat Nation, we're all, all these guys, they, they let us put it on. You know, the Ohio State Bucknuts, all, all you guys. I appreciate yep. all you guys. Yep. And thanks to those last two for sending me a message and saying, hey, we want to put you guys up. And, and hey, we can't thank you enough. So, anyway. Other than that. that all together now. Ready? <laughs> Remember, one thing and one thing only. And that is? And that is. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Keep watching, baby. Who day? Who day? The Reds are going to get a win tonight. I'm predicting it right now. We're going to whoop the Giants booty. And other than that, we'll see you guys tomorrow. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!